0: That's the sound of the Industrial Revolution. This is our first podcast in Unit 3. In this podcast, we're going to look at what was the Industrial Revolution and what was revolutionary about it. Just like with the French Revolution, we're going to look at the consequences of this revolution first, and then you'll see how important it is to understand. First of all, here's a definition of the Industrial Revolution. It's the use of steam engines to produce power instead of the old ways going back thousands of years. Wind, water, and muscle. And the second definition of the Industrial Revolution is it's the rapid social change that flows from that introductory machine. In other words, the steam engine is quite literal definition of the Industrial Revolution. But what were the consequences of using the steam engine instead of wind, water, and muscle? Rapid social change was the answer. The Industrial Revolution's chief product was a world in constant change, mainly in the areas of transportation and communications. Think about it this way. At the beginning of the 19th century, that is the 1800s, the army of Napoleon did not move faster, really, than the armies of Julius Caesar 2,000 years earlier. So in terms of transportation, you couldn't get from point A to point B any faster in 1800 than you could in, say, 500 BC. However, by the end of the 1800s, It was possible to go around the world in 80 days, which was, of course, the title of Jules Verne's famous novel. And you could send semaphore messages in a flash from one continent to another. So that gives you a sense of the rapid changes in technology, to just use one example. News in 1800 was very slow and very selective, It was only available to the rich. In order to buy a newspaper, you had to have enough money to buy a newspaper, which was certainly not cheap. And news production was quite slow. And in fact, the the whole concept of news did not exist until the Industrial Revolution brought it into existence. In order to have news, you have to have change in society. But if people were living in 1800, pretty much the way they lived in, say, 500, they would not be expecting to read much in a newspaper, even if they could afford one. They couldn't afford one, but they didn't even have the concept of news. News requires a society that changes, and the society never really changed, not for the common people. That's why when we study history, We tend to study kings and generals and statesmen and what they do, because at the level of the common people, there's not much historical change to talk about. So there was no concept of news. But by the 1830s and 1840s, thanks to the Industrial Revolution, which started in England, news production began to increase. And also thanks to the Industrial Revolution... Printing presses were produced which were so advanced that they could produce a newspaper for only a penny. And, for example, in 1832, you have the first penny newspaper, the New York Sun, in the United States of America. Now, that was going to revolutionize politics because for the first time, Relatively poor people could afford to buy a newspaper for only a penny. And once they could read the news, once they could purchase it, they could read it. And once they could read it, they knew what was going on, and then they became a factor in politics. Newspaper editors would have to pay attention to the opinions of the poor, whereas before, the poor never had an opinion because they could not know what was going on. And in the 19th century, in Europe and America, newspaper editors were the political kingmakers who could select candidates and mobilize people to support them. So the Industrial Revolution created the technology that gave people a reason to look for news and the means to look for news because of the relatively cheap cost of the printing press and the ability to turn out a newspaper for just a penny. So this is one way in which the Industrial Revolution was going to revolutionize society. In the next podcast, we're going to be looking at the first country to experience an Industrial Revolution, Great Britain, and we're going to see why it was that for a hundred years, an industrial revolution flourished in Great Britain, but nowhere else. Until then, happy History Musings.